0: Welcome to the Cognizant Net Centric Podcast. My name is Scott Mackin. I'll be your moderator today for a very special edition. I'm joined here with Sayari Sengupta, Niloy Saha, and Gerhard Gurner. Rather than have me try to introduce each of you, I think it's best if I pass over the mic and you guys give a brief background uh, about yourself. So maybe Sayari, we can start with you. How would you describe yourself?
1: Hi everybody and uh, hello to the listeners. Uh, I'm Shari. I have been with Cognizant for more than 20 years now. I started as a college pressure and uh, as a Java developer in one of the BFSA accounts. And then CRM practice was formed and I moved into CRM practice. I have worked in Pega, Siebel, Salesforce, almost every <laughs> CRM platform that is out there. And uh, around eight Nine years back, right, this digital marketing practice was formed uh, and to concentrate on the MarTech part of the uh, this digital domain, right? And I became a part of it. So it was a lot of hard work. And uh, we started with around 40 folks and then ended up with around, you know, at the peak time, we were around 250 folks and uh, working with 50 clients. And uh, right now, we are part of the big Cognizant Eccentric family. Uh, the journey has been fantastic and it remains so.
0: Nice, nice. And Niloy, over to you. Hi, I'm Niloy. Um,
2: you know, and I'm based in Calcutta, which is in the eastern part of India. Um, I joined Cognizant in 2016. So this is my sixth year. Uh, and in Cognizant, I've got this opportunity to scale the Adobe the practice. I got associated with it in 2018. It was a very small team. And I've seen that team grow multiple fold, which is like fantastic for us and i'm you know absolutely excited about this next phase of journey when we're coming together you know and my association with adobe dates back to 2011 so i would say i've had a decade of experience uh, you know building customer experiences at the intersection of strategy technology and design uh, by education i'm an engineer and an mba and uh, in my free time, I'm I'm like a foodie, okay? So I'm, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm excited about food and just go around, uh, you know, anytime that I get an opportunity, especially in Calcutta, which is like a heritage city, I, you know, get a chance, never miss a chance to go to those old joints and old restaurants, uh, you know, where I can get fabulous
0: food.
3: Yeah, nice. so that's about it.
0: Nice, okay, perfect. And Gerhard, over to you.
3: I was just smiling, as I know, no wonder the needles that we are coming along a well, and Sayari. will uh, <laughs> A very similar interest, you know, definitely food. Um, I think we travel with a small team around the world going for fantastic restaurants. You know, suddenly my, when I came back to Europe after couple, staying a couple of years in Asia, it was day software back in 2003. We, we all started that kind of journey into that Adobe stack. I had just my 10 years anniversary with Netcentric, with Cognizant Netcentric a couple of weeks ago. And I'm I'm really proud to be part of that journey and we, we have achieved great stuff. And, and even like the team we, where we started 10 years ago, we still have 10 plus people out of the 15 around. We started as a, I would say my friends. Now we started with 15 friends. Now I have like 1500 friends, not knowing all of them by, by name anymore, but it has been a great journey and I'm, I really enjoy doing what I do. Focusing, growing, scaling, talking to clients. Uh, that is what I enjoy most.
0: That's great. That's great. In ten years, that's ah, uh, that's quite a, quite a ride, you know, from two thousand twelve until today, um, to see it grow, and and I'm sure that's been a, a phenomenal experience. So, so now that we have everybody introduced, what's next for Cognizant Netcentric? What's some of the backstory? How did we get to here, and and what's what's next going forward? Well, what's next? You know, we started small.
3: We wanted to focus. It was a very you know friend driven. Set up when um, when we joined Cognizant, it was still staying. So even we were growing, we were at that time 450 people five years ago. Now we we finally merged together as one, and you know we're still growing together. There's still some some areas where we can do definitely better, but it's like the so, so future is really uh, ahead of us, where we see a huge potential. The doors are open. We do have in Europe a very small client base. We are very much into, so I would even call our clients, most of them really friends, because we have been working for them so for so long. And especially in North America, we have a huge potential where we have more than 250 clients where we do our our work already. That means and that is basically what for us next, to grow within our existing client base and with Adobe, with cognizant, with our expertise uh, to make it even more successful. I think mm-hmm. at the end that is all driving us. Uh, I think also Sayari and Niloy. At the end, yeah, we we want to be successful as a client, as as a company, as a team. But being in the service business, it's always like the main driver is, boy, let's make our client more successful, and if they are happy, then we are happy. I think that is what we by by nature, um, and we are so much in the service business.
0: Yeah, and Sayari. What's your what's your take on it coming from uh, EAS, Adobe into Cognizant. Net-centric? Yeah,
1: my team and I, right, we have always felt like, you know, we deserve to be part of a practice which is solely focusing on Adobe professions. So kind of a wish come true to be part of this big, fat Cognizant, net centric family. And uh, on a lighter note, right uh, yeah, we are part of the cognizant centric practice, which takes care of everything to do with Adobe, you know, Experience Cloud, and it really feels great. <laughs> so, uh, on a more serious note, right? Uh, we can, we are going to leverage each other's expertise and experience, and we are going to build a fantastic, super skilled professional group of which can, you know, as Gerhard mentioned, clients are most important, which can help clients build that that uh, extraordinary. You know, customer experience for them and augment their business.
0: Yeah, it sounds like that uh, the sum is is greater than the the parts, right? One plus one equals three when you're putting these uh, these groups together. And Naloya, how about you? How how do you feel about everything?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And
0: you know, just taking off from that,
2: absolutely, it's one plus one. I think it will be four or five, and that's what
0: <laughs> you know. That's what we are hoping
2: for. So, and and a little bit of the backstory. You know, we have been talking about this for a long time. You know, and when and and we have had multiple iterations about you know having this this team comes together right from 2018 every year we used to get to together to this strategy and one there are different terms that were coined one adobe and this and that you know and to finally see that happen i think is a great belief that in the leadership from our perspective is also taking that in the same direction I'll just you know elaborate i'll just add to what gerard was also talking about from a future and a growth perspective so if you today see our business uh right typically you know the the european side of the business would be let's say 1.5 times of the north american business right but if you see any of our competition any of the service lines globally across the service industry and i think that is where we have that great potential to take some of those combined expertise, experience of our global clients to that huge set of Fortune 500 Cognizant clients, you know, and create a big impact, uh, you know, for, our, for ourselves and in that whole Adobe ecosystem that that we all represent. And, and I think given, I think the depth of expertise that we have as a combined entity, given, the te- given more or less the decade of experience that we have, i think as long as we are able to just balance and tweak few facts of our go to market approach and you know of our people capabilities i think we will be one big powerhouse in the system to you know in the ecosystem so i'm just extremely excited about this change uh, and i think this will be fantastic for our people you know i think uh, uh, i think that that would be the best thing uh, you know that all motivates us because it will lead to a potential opportunity for Growth from every aspect, growth from their individual skills, growth from their uh, you know potential, growth from access to new leadership opportunities, new regions, new competencies, you know what you may. I mean, the the world would be the playing field, so to say,
0: exactly. and I think I think that that leads a nice segue into our next uh, topic, which which is about life at cognizant netcentric and and how you see it. Um, how you see some of the benefits and the potential opportunities for your team and for your, your the, the the global personnel that you have now? Um, how do you see that, Sayari?
1: It actually presents us with a very nice opportunity to expand our capabilities and skills. Right. So now that there are no barriers we are within the same group, it could mean for us for any of the team to master the essence of the Adobe Experience Cloud. And become the subject matter expert, or they, or maybe find our own group within the Adobe Experience Cloud offerings, or it could simply be, you know, working the experience of working with big global clients, helping them build that kind of a customer experience. So just imagine the, you know, the kind of vibes it could bring to us as Adobe professionals, and uh, of course, it would add to our resumes.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. How about you, Gerhard, how do you see the uh, the future? Of, of the let's say from the employee perspective life at cognizant and eccentric if we have a
3: lot in common like definitely the passion for for adobe for what we do for our clients but what is very important for me and and what i always saying i want to enjoy it you know i want to have fun life is too short and we spend so much time in our work and as we are sharing the same passion you know we also need to share the, the joy and the fun. And that means being, you know, organized in, how we call it, communities to be together, to help each other, to build, you know, small families worldwide, focusing, you know, on our clients' needs, but still like being a team, being a strong team, being supportive, helping each other. And that, of course, works nicely with, you know, having the, really the same, what I said before, that passion, going in the direction, having that focus on Adobe, having a focus on our clients. and. That has been driving us all the time. Of course, now it's a bit more tricky. Working mostly from home, all of us. Um, like we had typically, we had so so three pillars. When like, okay, we have our studios where, like, where we meet. We have our clients where we work together, and we have our communities. Our studios that has changed. Now we have fifteen hundred colleagues, we have fifteen hundred studios because most of them still working from home. Um, so this being together that has changed dramatically, but we still have our communities and, and our focus on our clients. It means we need to reshuffle that that we, you know, still enjoy every single day and fix our tensions and work closely together and being successful. Not even like not being able to see each other every day. Of course we have set up everything virtually from from many, many years ago for that also two years ago there wasn't really an impact on our on our work um, by staying at home. But it has a cha- it has changed from a mood uh, perspective because you know you don't you don't feel your colleague anymore you don't see them and that is still missing and we have not found the perfect answer to it uh, but we have the right ingredients we said focus on Adobe that having fun having success so we share a lot and we have the right ingredients this one part we still have to find the right. Way of of doing it in the future, but I'm very confident that um, you know we will find the right way. And at the end, it's also not up to us. It's it's up to our our colleagues on on their needs. Now, say also for me, my life has changed. I was traveling all my my life. Now I'm at home. I yes, I had realized I have a family back home. Uh, <laughs> life has changed, and I don't want really to give it up. Uh, now, even mo- going to the next office, like Boo, yeah. It's a tour drive. Now used to, you know, fly around in Europe, the whole world. Now even like going to office, like, whoa, but that means I can't have breakfast with my wife. That is a change. But I wanna meet my colleagues. And that is that, that, you know, we still have to find the right way of doing it. But we're on a good track. And as we have so much in common, I'm also very confident that we that we find the right way of doing it.
0: Yeah. And I don't think cognizant and centric is alone in that challenge, right? And and that opportunity too, because it is a balance, and it is about finding a new, a new normal, a new way of working together, and uh, and and leveraging technology to collaborate worldwide. What about you, uh, Nilo? Do you do you have any any thoughts on on the future? You know, so from our, my perspective, I think, uh, and both Shari and Gerard
2: articulated it. I think you know, our both both these organizations focus on client and client focused delivery and making making clients the center of you know the universe per se i think is that common factor which potentially i see as the common rubric and the fabric that will drive this integration together you know and i think that is the most solid part of the overall uh, you know the integration which gives me a lot of hope uh, and our orientation around that and from a people perspective i would say there are two words you know that comes to my mind i think shari articulated it identity is what we have got uh, and to be part of a bigger story uh, that we have got on the side. See, from uh, the little backstory is we were this fragmented units in different, different setups. And now that we have come as together as one unit around that whole Adobe and our clients, I think there is this general feeling of being part of a bigger story. And I think that is fantastic. And the other word that comes to my mind is growth in every aspect. If you're a technical person, you get a chance to work with the best of the technologists who have been at this for a decade or so. If you're somebody who's wanting to build teams, competencies, communities, you get new regions, new clients, and I think it's going to be challenging for us, but it will allow us to grow.
0: Exactly, and I think I think navigating those those two key uh, points you mentioned, which is finding that new identity and then having those opportunities for growth, is is something very exciting and attractive uh, to everybody. And then, kind of going with that same thread. Um, you know, I know Cognizant Eccentric is, is devoted and committed to diversity and inclusion. Um, how do you see that in the context of the now larger work, work environment that you're in? Actually,
1: it takes me back in time when I joined Cognizant. Uh, it was like, uh, you know, almost everybody knew everybody. <laughs> okay. And then it kind of exploded. And it was like we were thrown in a mess. And it took a bit of a, you know, cultural unlearning and relearning to find our way and learn how to be a global family. We'll find our way. We have already found our way. So that's there. And uh, regarding diversity, right? Uh, let me tell you a bit of about my story, if you allow me. So when nice. I started my career, uh, I started my career in Cognizant as a young woman, right? Fresh from college. I'm gung-ho, I'm ready to show the world, I'm competitive, I'm hardworking, I can stretch long hours, right? Everything was going fine. Then you fast forward a few years hence, I'm married with a young kid, and I'm also in the role of a tech lead. And it's kind of, there are n number of threads, parallel threads running in my head, right? Something like, you know, oh, uh, there's this important client meeting today evening. Oh, I have to put my kid to sleep before that, to attend that, I have to attend that. Oh, the dev team is needing some extra help. I'll have to sit with them and do some bit of a coding help. Oh, the EYT is going next week. Are my team ready? Is my team ready? Is my kid home from school? Is there an exam tomorrow? Has he done all his homework? Tuesday is PTM. Don't forget, my kid is down with fever. It would be better if I can work from home. And so many other threads, right? as my kid was growing up and I was also navigating my career. So actually, I was very lucky in cognizant that all my leaders, right, and my supervisors, they kind of, you know, supported and encouraged. And not only me, all the women folks around that, but I can do it my way. I can work flexi hours. I can take some time off. It is okay to, you know, take time off when your family and kid needs you more, right? Haven't I faltered? Of course, haven't I made mistakes? Of course, many times as a leader, as a mom, but in hindsight, right, those actually helped me grow as a professional. So that's the, that's, I think, the key point here. The empathy, the support and the encouragement that mm-hmm. you can do it. It's okay, right? You, I have, other leaders have your back, right? And you are doing well. You are in the right path. So these, these, this support, empathy, empathy and you know, the encouragement at the right thing, mm-hmm. right? And I can guarantee you, it would it it would build a, a and a, an excellent and loyal army of <laughs> women professionals and leaders. Okay, so and I think that's what we are doing. That's what we are doing within Cognizant and now within Cognizant something. So I think yeah. we're in the right path.
0: Definitely, definitely. And and I think that's so important. What you touched on is just creating that culture and that environment where it's you know it's okay uh, to to show. Um, your different threads as you put it you know you're you're not just this singular uh entity there there are multiple things going on behind the scenes that not everybody sees and showing that vulnerability and having empathy makes you an even stronger leader and it creates that culture for for others to to follow into that's great and and niloy what about you how how do you see the future
2: i think uh you know in in my mind um, you know if you, if you look at that if you look at today's cognizant Uh, you know, people and where they come from. I think uh, just it is, you know, quite a reflection of our country as a whole, um, you know, uh, and I think we have people from diverse backgrounds, uh, you know, different socioeconomic data. you know, different education background, okay, different culture, different eating habits, okay. Uh, And to then combine that, you know, with now uh, uh, a European flavor of that, you know an asian flavor of that and a north american flavor of that i think i think if you rate our organization adobe practice today globally amongst all our competition i think will be highest on that index you know of the diversity index based on you know the the different people that you know that we all represent and i think in my mind i think it based on my little professional experience i have seen that you know the when you have, when you get people of different backgrounds and different uh, and you give a problem to them you know um, they you, you will eventually come up with different solutions okay and i think uh, you know based on how they are looking at this problem so there is no stage jacketed way of looking at a particular problem uh, which in my mind you know when, whenever you are you know operating in a team environment and uh, in a context like ours Uh, It typically leads to better problem solving, creativity, innovation, uh, which which might at times seem to be, you know, that you're not moving fast enough or you might be debating or you might be argumentative. But eventually when you conclude and get to a final solution, it has nothing but an amalgamation of the inputs from so many different backgrounds. And your solution is that much more robust. And I think that typically leads to better productivity, you know, Eventually, or the decisions that finally culminates. Uh, so I think this. I think uh, so that way. I think this would be a great strategic advantage for us. You know, from uh, from a from a people perspective, just uh, just a diverse mix of people and backgrounds that we have. So yeah, I think uh, I'm equally stoked for this. Uh, you know, and of course we'll get to learn different food habits. You know. Actually. <laughs>
0: You know, I I'm, had a feeling it was going to circle
2: back to <laughs> So I'm equally excited
0: about that. So, yeah. yeah. That's great. That's great. No, I, I agree. Strength and diversity is, is, uh, is, a, is a real thing, especially as the company grows so quickly. Uh, Garrett, did you have anything to add um, in how diversity and inclusion will, will change and have positive benefits with, with the, uh, the new global context?
3: It, it's, it's, it's hard to add, actually. So I'm so proud being, being part of it, uh, part of such a setup just one view, we constantly have to invest in it, that so it stays that way. Uh, because I, I got that sometimes the feeling, because, you know, we have the impression, wow, we are so diverse, we are so inclusive, um, we are so different, it's fantastic, and exactly, we, we are seeing the benefits out of it, so that we get used to it. So, having, being such on a high level, and probably uh, I think we can be proud, are we number one or two, it doesn't matter, we are top on that, but we cannot stay still always checking are we doing the right thing um yes also we're doing that with kpis uh, because at the end you know it's it's from a from a gut feeling is we are fantastic but also we are measuring it that's that's very important and as soon we see that it's actually changing or moving a bit in the wrong direction we also you know start start action actioning on it Um, i think for me right now being on one side super proud where we are the same side and on, on the same time, I'm raising my hands. It's okay, that doesn't come for free. It didn't come for free in the past. And also it will not come for free in the future. We constantly have to invest to stay where we are or even become even even better.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that's a great point. And not not getting into your comfort zone, making sure you're always, always looking at and seeing how how things can be improved okay well i think that can bring us to our final question then uh which is more about the future but less about work maybe looking ahead the next let's say 10 20 years which technology or innovation are you most excited about and why uh gerhard let's let's stick with you
3: i may be too boring and i'm too old you know 20 (laughs) years ahead i for me i'm I'm into drones you know that is what i what i love <laughs> so small flying devices you know uh, especially for me taking picture from a different angle that is what i love um i also love of course looking into companies what they actually do also some besides taking picture what's it what can be done with a drone like on inspection um, automation that's, that's a huge even like this kind of transport sitting on a drone from airport to the city that is that sometimes looks fancy but it's not what i'm into I, i'm rather like in the small improvements a small device you know checking you know, checking just like my my roof you know after a storm automatically whether something has been damaged you know this this kind of automation i'm into um so it's it's still drones um yeah it has been i have um my room. I just look at my room. I, it's full of drones, <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of sizes. Um, that is what I love, and and I, I still also see the huge potential in the future.
0: Yeah, no, there's a there's a lot happening in this space, and and whether it's from you know just entertainment and and uh, racing, all the way into industrial usage and and making sure you know for surveillance and and uh, maintenance. It's, I think it's. It's definitely an exciting space and, and transportation is probably the next phase of it. So, yeah, well, we'll I think uh, everyone now knows what to get you for for the holidays. <laughs> uh, Sayari, what about you? What, what are you excited about in the next 10, 15 years or so as far as technology and innovation?
1: More than excited, it's a kind of a wish list. You see, last year, right, uh, during that Delta wave of COVID, I uh, had to be, you know, admitted in the hospital and I was there in ICU for around three weeks. It was a traumatic experience, okay, for me and my family. And then there were those ventilators. So those are actually very painful, physically painful for the patient. So I was thinking like, if there could be some innovation in this medical space, right, which could make these tests and things in non-invasive, right? Maybe a touch screen, touch pad, mm-hmm. or maybe something, a small capsule which is inserted once into your vein or somewhere and it can track your vitals you know uh, throughout your stay in the hospital and then you get it out and the ventilators right? this design if designs could be made more human so yeah. that's kind of my wish list
0: yeah that's no thank you for sharing that um that's uh i think that's a very very relevant relevant uh field right now and what's happening in biomedical advancements it's just incredible so no thanks for sharing that and, and uh, hopefully there are improvements very soon in that space uh niloy how about you what what do you want to see going so, forward in time? yeah what i want to see is you know the
2: whole mission to Mars succeeding for the mankind i'm very excited about that you know whatever shari articulated those wish list I think the last time we flew to moon that was way back in 1970s, some some date. and we were flying with technology which is which today we have in our mobile phones, like the RAM and whatnot. Since then we have not done for a variety of reasons, politics, economics, but the innovation that we did because of that led to a lot of this inno- innovations that can help our everyday lives. Yeah, I think if we are able to crack that, and I think based on other reusable tech- rocket technology that is happening, I think we are pretty much on course for that. I'm absolutely super stoked to see that that work. I think today you have just a one planet. If you have two planets, what happens? We change dramatically the equation for everything.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's part of human nature to push the boundaries and push the limits yeah. and, and drive forward and explore, right? Yeah, and, uh, the, the I,
2: human race has always been explorers, right? From Vasco, right. Gama who discovered India to Columbus, uh, you know, I think that has been part of our nature, which differentiates us from every other species that we have. I think Very last time cool. the politics didn't allow us to go forward, uh, you know, I think after the 70s. But I think we are getting to a place where now the economics will also start working in in the favor. And I think that would be fantastic.
0: Right. Very good. Great. Well, I just want to thank you, each of you, for your time today. It's been great uh, speaking with you and getting to know you and hearing more about your thoughts on on how we got here and and the future of Cognizant netcentric going forward. So thanks so much for your time. And, and uh, hopefully we can do this again soon. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure again.